0: Welcome to another episode of Double B Creates. Today, you have Brad and Kevin talking to Christopher Burns. Now, if you don't know Christopher Burns, you are in for a really good treat. Um, Chris has dedicated his life to coaching men in order to activate their purpose, power, and prosperity. Uh, Chris has been coaching men, entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals for almost a decade. So he is the perfect candidate for this show. Thank you so much for hopping on to our show and giving us some of your time. I'm super excited to talk to you, man.
1: Kevin, Brad, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I'm here to hit some grand slams out of this baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Awesome. I love the energy so much.
0: Uh, (laughs) So uh, you're coaching, man. What kind of got you into that? Uh, Let's kind of start from the start.
1: Cool. So uh, started this company, the the Men Mastermind, Mastering Men Within, just launched the podcast two, two weeks ago. So started the company six months ago. Uh, so the company itself is still relatively new. I ran a 12-hour live stream for about three and a half years, interviewed 800 guests over that period of time. So every week we do a 12-hour stream on Facebook and uh, interview eight, nine, 10 guests on a, a weekly basis and leaders, experts, role models, people changing the world. Um and uh, I'm super grateful for all that experience, and it might be another testament to why I'm an effective communicator today. But I wasn't always like this. I was I was super shy, super introverted in high school. I was I was really a, afraid and intimidated of the world, of the unknown, of uncertainty, uh, and uh, I just try to stay in my little my, my little room, right. And, and play video games, trash talk on people, went to school for electrical engineering, surrounded by a, a bunch of nerds, nothing wrong with nerds. Right. I love nerds. I love being nerd. Now I love geeking out. I love science. I love all these different things today, but, uh, I just felt out of place and, and, uh, like I didn't fit in with, with my school people. And I also uh, didn't fit in with these people who were like partying and raving, which is kind of what the high school friends uh, I was growing up with, tend like graduated into. And so it, around 21 years old, I had discovered network marketing, discovered personal development, but I was living these two different worlds of, of building a business, living the life of my dreams and hanging out with people who were kind of bringing me down and not doing the, the most above board things. <laughs> and so uh, after I actually got arrested um, by an undercover cop at a rave selling ecstasy and uh, hopefully that's, that's PG enough for you. Like, I'm not going to get into all the details, but uh, it, was, it was my rock bottom moment thankfully nothing ever went on my record. It was, it was my wake up call that God, universe, source, whatever my, me, my higher self, my future self was like smacking me awake. You know, the two by four, the semi truck came and was like, you are throwing away your life. You're hurting and breaking the hearts of the people around you. And you're throwing away all the the talents and the gifts that, and, and love that your parents put into you growing up, you better shape up uh, or it's going to get even worse. And so I made a kind of a, a surrender, right? Like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. So God guide me through this this period of my life and get me through this. And I I, de- I promise to dedicate my life to being the best version of myself and supporting others in doing that. So that was uh, almost 10 years ago now and uh, just been committed and like obsessed with personal development ever since. Uh, getting into the nerdy side of me real quick is uh, I love playing video games, right? And so I see life as a video game. I see the ability to level ourselves up, level our characters up in this game of life as one of the greatest Gifts that we've been given, and I'm so blessed that uh, at the timing, right. growing up as a millennial and seeing these these video games and seeing how the 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 parallels to our life and how we can grow into the heroes of our journey, as well as be guides for other heroes on their journeys and help them and give them the the wisdom. So I, I just love doing that. I love being a teacher. I love sharing what I've learned, and I love being uh, in the game, playing the game myself.
0: I like that analogy. I've never heard of that. Uh a lot uh, you always hear video games and like the cliches people are like oh these kids play video games and then they think it's real life they go out and start mass shooting school no that's not how it works but uh yeah i mean that that totally makes sense of how some aspects can definitely be applicable to
1: to real life Yeah. I think, I think the challenge is when, when it doesn't translate, right? Like for me feeling like this unstoppable, you know, putting God mode on in video games where I'm like, I am the, the king, right? Like unstoppable. And then comparing that with, with my real life experience, I felt like just weak. I felt like a loser. I felt like there's something not not matching up here when I have all this power and all this ability in a video game. And then I come back and live in real life. And I feel like uh, I'm so insignificant. I'm so powerless. I'm so, uh, you know, there's, there's, I got nothing, nothing to my name. There's no value. I'm not cool. I'm not important. Like this sucks. I hate, I hate being at like ground zero, but I think that that kind of appreciating that along the journey and appreciating wherever we're at, appreciating those little steps, and especially for the startup entrepreneur who's, who's tuning in right now uh, or business owner or whatever it might be, wherever you're at, uh, appreciating the step that you're at, the season that you're at, I believe is how you graduate to the next level. You, you first get to appreciate where you're at, receive the wisdom, apply the wisdom, and then when life's like, okay, you got it then you graduate to the next level. Now you there's no saying you can't get demoted back down and D level and get smacked back down to to the lesson that you already learned, learned if you take it for granted, but ultimately I believe it's that leveling up process that we we just we get to appreciate otherwise why, why are we doing this? You know, are we trying to get to some destination? That's, that's what my philosophy was. Like, oh, I, I got to be a millionaire. I got to be a millionaire to be important. I got to have jets. I got to have cars. I got to have multiple wives, you know, like I, I'm going to be a baller, you know, all these things. Like that was, I was like ego, total, total, like, you know, I, I need to satisfy the, the, like the wounded little kid in me who just wants love, but I'm going to, I'm going to make it up with all these external things that I thought were important. So uh, that, was a, that was a, big gap that i had to cross along my journey as well kevin
2: i i think the one thing that stands out to me is that is appreciating where you're at yeah because i mean it if you can't appreciate where you're at you're never going to go where you where you want to be that's right i mean i'm in podunk kansas you know there's no jobs to be had right now because you know whatever's going on is going yep. on <laughs> and Whatever. everybody's like well how are you how are you like dealing with it i go honestly i mean i'm trying yeah that's kind of where i'm at yep. and you know somebody somebody once asked like i don't know how i could just be there and just deal with it i go well i'm not like mm. i'm doing other active things but i'm also understanding where i'm at yeah yeah
1: and i think that's that's uh it's not, not being greedy and needing to be somewhere else. I think uh, acceptance is a big, big part of it, right? How can you accept where you're at? And a lot of times the biggest challenge for a lot of men, especially since that's primarily who I focus on, uh, is a denial of where we're at. And we try to like brainwash ourselves with, uh, you know, affirmations, I am statements, but like, like these, these tools, these new age tools that uh, probably have been used for Millennia, but like are, are really popular today and, and uh, are, are used to manifest and create your reality. But if you are first off, if someone is not first off at a place of like, I accept myself, even though s- some aspects of my life are, are total crap, you know, some aspects of my life are just like down the tubes. They suck my, re- whatever my relationships, my health, my business, my income, whatever, it sucks. Like, even though that might be happening, you could still say, <sighs> but I accept where I'm at and I'm, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be appreciative. Be appreciative. I'm going to thank the people around me for, for being the support that they can. They may not be perfect. Uh, they, every single person who I come across, my clients, my employer, whatever, may not treat me how I want to be treated all the time. But I, I believe, like you said, Brad, like we, we get to have that foundation of gratitude, of appreciation, of accepting what is, so that we can then have an honest assessment to say, between here and where I want to go, my dream, my destination, my, the life that I'm committed to creating, what needs to happen, right? Maybe it's getting rid of toxic toxic people, toxic habits, toxic substances, toxic, toxic whatever, right? There's these things that steal and leech our, our power, our joy, uh, our time, our energy, and that's, that's something I'm really passionate about, um, bringing men back to their power so that they can be the effective creator of their reality. like that uh you brought up toxicity i
0: personally uh i'm not going to get into my my details this shows more about you but um i kind of went through the same thing recently where like i uh i recognized the problem people are starting to talk about it especially my wife uh where i was uh basically waking up and just drinking my life away right so that uh it was the november i was like okay i'm done and now like i went through and i was like i need help like i i accept where i'm at this is how i'm going to change it and work towards the future now i was kind of a dick for like two months but um, (laughs) like, like i did the whole aa thing and it helped it was nice to have like that uh not necessarily like camaraderie but just people that are in the same place or worse or better, whatever, but they understand. Yep. Um, And they're willing to help and listen things like that, which was great. But uh, ever since I, I I did the 90 and 90 and kind of steered away from it. I just, I don't fully believe in all of their stuff, but Mm -hmm. looking at myself now versus where I was, when was November, six months ago, we'll call it that five months. Yeah. Um, I've got so much more energy and like, I'm bored. So I'm like, I painted my kitchen. I got new floors put in the house. I just like uh, started working out in the yard, got a bunch of fencing put up. Like that's not something I would have done if I was still drinking. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. so I totally get eliminating toxicity and that, that uh, toxicity can come in a ton of forms. It could be people, uh, mm-hmm. addictions. I mean, it could be something, like addicted being addicted to like porn or something like that yeah yeah man um but if you can recognize your faults and be willing to change those it's going to in my opinion allow you to grow exponentially in more ways than you would have
1: ever imagined and, and, uh, I, I find that getting the support, like you said, with AA, right. Finding some kind of support community, a, a brotherhood an accountability partner, a coach, whatever it is. Right. I feel like that's when we can make true progress because we raise our hand and we say, I'm, there's something, something not working about my life, right? You could say there's something wrong with me. Like I'm broken. I think those are kind of uh, not can potentially be not productive statements. It's a, I would simply say there's something not working about my life. I want my life to work like this. I want my life to be thriving. I want my life to be blah, 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 blah. And right now it's not meeting that expectation. There's no reason to beat myself up. There's no reason to, you know, have shame or guilt or anything like that. And I think that's kind of a, something that perpetuates a spiral, right? Because we, we, I think, Everyone has addictions. It is the human being's uh, human being's natural tendency to, to be addicted to what feels good, to what works, right? We we have these automatic behavior things like where we're driving down the road and then 30 minutes later we, we like get to our destination. We're like, holy moly, like I don't remember any of that drive. Like all of a sudden, like you're at your destination, right? It's it's because We've gotten, we've driven that route so many times, and our body, our brain loves to do what's efficient. It loves to not waste a single ounce of energy. And so with addictions, there can be this like automatic. Um, habitual nature to just do what's comfortable, what's easy, whatever it might be. So disrupting those patterns is something I've really dedicated my life to, to learning about. There's some really great books like uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear uh, is an amazing, amazing book to start to study the habits, the the, the cues and the responses, the rewards, like all these things that, that the cycle of a habit being created and being uh, executed on. When you can start to analyze that from a higher level, then you can go in and interrupt the process, interrupt the system. And I believe life is just a series of systems all uh, com- complexly as F joined together, right? Like, is, there's so many variables, there's so many different things. We have our childhood upbringing, we have our you know current environment, current uh, spouse, current uh, working situation we have, uh, you know, illnesses and things like that, that, you know, or or, uh, health issues, whatever it is, right? It's so complex. But I think the big thing for a lot of people is not to get overwhelmed to, to not get overwhelmed is to go have a conversation with someone about it, who you trust, who you uh, can confide in and, and open up to. Cause I know for me, uh, addiction to, to porn and, and uh, for me, smoking weed was a big thing. Alcohol wasn't a, a challenge for me, but smoking weed was like my vice that I, I would find myself going to, into these loops where I'd like I'd I'd stop it cold turkey. And then I'd go like a couple months. And then I'd be like, well, you know, I've been working hard. I've been doing good. I've been doing good. Let's, let's, let's go celebrate. Let's go enjoy. And then I would, I would uh, have, have some weed. Right. And then a couple days later, I'd be like, man, that was, that was pretty good. Like I'm, I'm good. Right. And then I'd smoke again. And then like maybe two days later, smoke again, then maybe a day later, smoke again, then start getting multiple times a day. It's like, whoa, where did this slippery slope come from? Like just a couple like weeks ago or or a month or two ago, I was completely sober. And now I'm back in kind of the same uh, trap that I had escaped once before. And so I've gone through that cycle like half a dozen times. And I'm like, no more. Like, (laughs) like for me, it just doesn't work. Like I'd, I'd rather um, create fulfillment and joy in, in uh, sobriety for me personally, and everyone's different. Everyone has their own tolerances. I know for me, I'm like super fiery. And when I, when I love something, I just go all in on it. Right. And, uh, and so for me, I get to just either cold Turkey, that stuff or, or whatever it might be, but um, like I said, James clear, atomic habits, start to study your habits, uh, and then also supportive groups where you can go and ask for that help. Find someone talk to, talk to you, uh, either of you, Brad or, um, uh, man, I'm totally blanking, <laughs> um, <laughs> Brad and, uh, dude, Kevin, 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 why it's like double B? I thought it was B, like, sorry, uh, Brad and Kevin, um, you know, someone can talk to you, Kevin and say, uh, you know, like, Hey, like I'm, I'm having a challenge with my, um, with my life. Right. Like I'm not, not having the progress that I want. I don't have the momentum. I don't have the traction that I want or things just are sucking. Right. And and they're like, Kevin, like, I, I don't want to be here. Show me how to get to where I want to go. And I think that that's um, that's that honesty first that we first have to have so that we can make the progress. So I want
0: to really hit on that point a little bit um, because I think you're the perfect, perfect. Holy crap. Words perfect person to ask this to um, since you work with men so much men are conditioned to protect provide all that good stuff right men are not conditioned to be willing (laughs) for example to ask for directions Uh, so what is like do you have advice or like a regimen for Helping men be more willing to accept that they need help and then actually ask for it.
1: Yeah, so um, I, I, would first, I would first question the belief of why do I feel like I shouldn't ask for help? What, what does it mean when I ask for help? I would first start to get clear on what's the programming that's already in place. Right. So what 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 was I raised to believe? What what are people telling me around me? Right. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're seeking growth, you're seeking information, you're seeking wisdom, you're seeking to be better than you were yesterday. That's why you're listening to these epic gentlemen, Kevin and Brad. So that's the point is when you are clear on who you want to be then you can come back to this place of, okay, I'm not getting there as fast as I want. What's what's in the way. And you start to uncover, you start to unpack, you start to say, what's what? What was I brought up with? What did my dad tell me? What what did he model? Or maybe uh, I didn't have a father figure, right? What what did I make up to be true that that I had that had to be true so I could thrive and survive in the world, right? Because we didn't all have the greatest upbringings. I get that. Um, so ultimately, what what story, what narrative did you pick up along the journey that allowed you to um, survive? right and it's a survival mechanism it's a coping ne- mechanism to not ask for uh, advice did the people around you, did your friends say it, it's like you're, you're a loser maybe you asked for advice once and you got shut down and you got like made fun of you got you got like you got shame and guilt put all over you right whatever whatever it is um i think that that's really clear first to identify that but ultimately like i said i think people are on the right path already for you tuning in right now uh, listening or watching You're on the right path. So the question is, what do you know? Here's the question I would ask, is what do you know to do that you haven't yet done, okay? That that question, intuitively, I believe as human beings, we already know what to do. We know we get to, you know, get more more sales help. We get to practice sales role playing. We get to, you know, decide on a niche. We get to uh, improve our marketing, be more consistent with that. We get to be accountable for that. Whatever it is, right? Intuitively, I, I like inside of our brain, inside of our gut. In our gut, we know what to do, right? We have in- intuition, and that can come from a lot of different places. But we also have this gut feeling. So I would I would ask that question. And that's another thing I really teach my clients and and the men in our community, the men mastermind is how can you tap back into your own wisdom? Stop, stop seeking, the answers from outside of yourself, because we've been brainwashed to to constantly be consuming information. And when I made the switch to being a content generator and creator, rather than a content consumer, uh, my life really changed my life, like completely transformed, so that I could um, be more of service to people so that I could stop caring as much as what other people think, and ultimately be bring more value and, and, and build a bigger, better legacy. Because for me, that's important. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, we want a legacy that, That is better. We leave the the place better. We leave the planet better than when we found it. We leave our family better off than when we found them. Um, so ultimately it's like, what's the end destination? Where do we want to get to? And then, um, you know, what are the limiting beliefs and things like that, that we've picked up along the way that are, are false. And then, um, what do I already know to do that I am not yet doing that maybe you just need some more support with? Maybe you need to tell that to someone, okay? So that's the first step is, is defining what it is. What do I know to do that I'm not yet doing? But if it just stays in your head, then it's almost like it's not real. You're like, oh, well, I know to do X, Y, Z. And then tomorrow comes, nothing's changed. You haven't you haven't acted on it. Next week comes, nothing's changed. You haven't acted on it. Next month comes, yet nothing's changed. You haven't acted on it. No, nobody knows. You haven't written it down, or maybe it's you've written it down in your notebook. Maybe, maybe, right? There's a big maybe, uh, and nothing has changed because of it. I think that that's a, a real important. Uh, thing to address is like, okay, let's make it real with someone who I trust with someone who's going to lift me up, not potentially not your typical friends, because they are f- often can um, make fun of you in, in a kind of joking way in a kind of like loving way. But those those words hurt, right. And and we we think that it, we're, we're just joking, but it actually can can really uh, impact people. Um, so I'm curious for, for you, Kevin, like, what what do you think people get to do to, to, um, ask for for better guidance and and get that in their life well i'm uh,
0: kind of just like like you described that you are um it's it's really funny because talking to people i i'm totally good with as far as communication and things like that um, my degree and i majored in psychology and communications but in person it's the weirdest like switch because i'm like the most introverted awkward (laughs) brad's laughing he knows exactly what i'm talking about (laughs) i went up to it was last week um my friend mike peterson was on our show he's a forged in fire runner-up uh he's a bladesmith and he's Mm -hmm. making me a blade i went in to go pick out my handle for it and he had his apprentice there and i'd never met him and i like totally shut down and he was on a on a Facebook live at the moment when I walked into the shop. And he's like, "Hey, it's Kevin from Double B Creates." And I was just like, "Hey." <laughs> it was so weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. So that's that's one thing I'm, I've been working on um, is uh, trying to figure out what works for me as far as, as switching that uh, introvertedness.
1: But uh, so, as- so real quick, real quick, because I think that there's probably more people who have this challenge who, who are tuning in. Uh, I found Toastmasters was a really great opportunity yeah. for me to to practice speaking and leadership. So, uh, you know, if someone's never done that and you're shy, you're introverted, you find it difficult to just be yourself around other people, um, go go invest the sixty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it is for a, a, a you know semester or a year, however long their term is. There's different clubs all around the world. like guarantee you there's one wherever you're at in the world, there's going to be one within an hour or so of, of where you're at. So it might take some commitment. There was a bunch of them within like 10, 15 minutes from me, but it depends on where people are, are tuning in from. Uh, and don't quote, don't, don't, don't like come after me if it's not within an hour, because <laughs> <laughs> I would just say there's a lot of them. Um, but that's number one. The second thing is I was, I would intentionally put things on your calendar that you have accountability for, maybe you have a coach, you have an accountability partner, you got Brad, uh, or whoever, whoever's listening right now, Um, you put it on your calendar to go do challenging things that get you outside of your comfort zone. So you you go to a party, you go to a park, you go to a mall, you go wherever, you go to a store, you go to your favorite store and just challenge yourself to have longer than a five second interaction with someone, you know, like have a 20 second, 30 second, a 60 second interaction and, and, you know, strike up a conversation, ask them about their day. Uh, and the other thing I'd mention is when oftentimes when we freeze up, when I freezed up, it, it was because I was making it about me and it's not about me. When you make it about other people, like and serving them or or checking in, seeing how they're doing, whatever it might be, then it doesn't matter what's going on with you because you're you're being of service, you're connecting with them, you're really curious, you're sincerely curious about who they are and what's going on in their life and what's important to them. And I think that level of care and sincerity will bypass the self-filtering mechanism of like, how do I look? I hope I'm not awkward. I hope I don't say the wrong thing. Oh, that was stupid. Oh my God. You know, all that criticism that comes up. It's like to bypass that, just really focus on out there, someone else and and what's going on in their world and be curious. Uh, That makes total sense. Yeah.
2: So I want to kind of back up a little bit. What, what brought you to decide on the three P's that you want to help people come out with.
1: Mm. So good. Uh, In my last company, I had uh, some, some P's that were, were powerful for me. And I don't know, I just like, I found that these P's, these three P's for me, uh, were, were defining as a, as a man. And, uh, I felt like purpose. A lot of men are just lost with their purpose. They don't know who they are. They're scattered. They are uh, not clear on their values and, and their value. Right. Uh, and the vision for their life, their goals, they don't have that written down. They don't have it tangible. Um, the other one is per is so that's purpose. The next one is power. And so power is like, man, the power is so, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but like, you know, bastardize it's like, it's not good. Right. It's, 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 um, demoted it's brought down. And people say that power is a bad thing and power corrupts and all these, all these things. And I'm like, well, am I, am I going to be afraid of power for the rest of my life? Or am I going to learn how to use it responsibly and sure I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to hurt people. I'm going to step on toes. I'm going to, I'm going to fudge it up for sure. Uh, and like, it's either, either I stay in my shell as, and, and live as a hermit for the rest of my life, or I go practice and I go make mistakes and I get better and better using my power and leveraging power to serve other people. So power, I I really like to define that as the ability to make whatever you want happen, right. To organize people, to organize resources, to organize efforts, to a objective, to an end, to a result. Uh, And if you can't, Get that result, then chances are you're not going to feel powerful, right? If you're like I've been, I've been trying to work at this result of you know generating a monthly income of ten thousand dollars a month for whatever ten years, right? Uh, and it's like I haven't been able to re- to achieve it, right? You probably don't feel a whole lot powerful because you've been working your butt off and probably putting in a lot of time potentially, uh, and and for whatever reason you're just you can't get that result. So I love to go into that that power and uh, help people, help men express that power and that's self-confidence self-image it's being able to persuade other people because i believe uh, we've been i know for me i'll speak for myself and like all this stuff i was afraid of persuading people because i didn't want to be salesy i didn't want to be sleazy i didn't want people to um get offended i don't i did not want people to get hurt i didn't want people to get uncomfortable right i thought i thought the my ultimate one of my ultimate measures of like am i getting through life okay was Are people around me comfortable, right? Like, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. And that's one of the worst things that you can do as a leader because a leader challenges people around us to grow, right? We challenge people around us, team members, our audience, our community, our friends, um, our peers, our clients, whatever, to grow. We challenge them to grow because there's a better version of us just inches away, right? Just, just at our fingertips. And all we get to do is, is be creative, be resourceful and get the support and take the action uh, to be able to, to achieve that. So I think that that's a key. And then the last one is prosperity. So purpose, a lot of men have no idea what they're doing. So that's why they're engaging in toxic substances and habits and, you know, just sleeping with random women and not having a fulfilled life Uh, and and also broken relationships, right? Like divorces and things like that. It happens because people, men don't know who they are and they're just jumping into relationships and be like, all right, we're here. Let's do our best, make it work. It's like, no, I I started from the ground up. I built my dream woman. I attracted her and created her into my freaking life. There's zero zero, like hoping about that. It was all calculated. I just had to keep putting out the the right mindset and the right thoughts long enough. And the power, uh, a lot of men are just hiding from the world, hiding from what they're afraid of. And the last one is prosperity. Holy moly, men are so conditioned to just be, just be scraping by just friggin' scraping by. And it's disgusting. I hate it. It's like one of the things that I, I don't like the most about the current world is how uh, limited men are in their ability to access prosperity and abundance. And there's like wealth and cash. And we're talking about cryptocurrency and, you know, uh, properties, real estate, that's all prosperity, of course. And there's also prosperity all around us, right? This the fact that we're communicating through this internet connection on on a Zoom conversation that's freaking prosperity, right? So I, I saw these key weakest points, the most frustrating points for for men, and where they get stuck, where they get hung up, where they're not getting the results that they want in life. And I said, I'm going to go create solutions. I'm going to create support. I'm going to create programs and coaching to be able to help them break through that BS and transcend whatever limitations that ha- they had been experiencing. I like it. I like that breakdown a lot. Um,
0: you touched on power and the first thing I thought of was confidence because if you're in yeah. a position of power, it, it immediately just boosts confidence. Yep. Um, and prosperity, I mean, obviously, like you said, it could be financial and stuff like that, but there's uh, definitely a lot more to it. Yep. And uh, I know a lot of people that are extremely... Prosperous as far as uh, like mindset, mind state, um, attitude, stuff like that. They might not have the most money in the world, but that doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, and I, I totally had a question for you, and as I was talking, it slipped out of my head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we need a we need oh, a, a caution back. wet I got it caution wet floor <laughs> sign. Put it right by your head. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: Talking about prosperity, um, I I've met a lot of people that seem to start a small business of some sort. Mm. They do really well, their friends support them, they want to see them succeed, Mm. they do great, and then all of a sudden just fall off the face of the earth, earth with it. A couple years later, something else pops up, they're doing something else, the same thing. And I'm convinced that some people are truly afraid. To be successful, oh yeah. Um, What uh, advice would you give somebody who may be in that boat?
1: Yeah. So the thing, first thing that popped up is Tim Ferriss's fear setting right which is is actually it's it, cuz when we think of success afraid of success it's also what what are we afraid of happening when we get that success right it's like having too much money that we're a fear we're fearing that because what will happen when we have too much money? You know, we'll, we'll let other people down. We'll be abusive with our power and and wealth. We will, um, you know, treat people differently. We'll, we'll be greedy. Our soul will get tainted. We'll be burned in the fires of hell, right? All these different things, like whatever is the story uh, that's, that's what, what stops us. So um, I would first Set your fears. Like, what are you afraid of happening when you have that success? And again, a lot of this stuff is not new. It's not revolutionary. It's not like, oh my God, some new fangled, dangled trick and technique, right? It is like the basics. And that's another thing I'm a proponent of is um, mastering the basics, right? How do you become a master at anything? Well, you take step by step and you, and you like work the muscle, right? How do you think these, these, you know, epic gym, like freaking behemoths, right? Like epically powerful, strong men in the gym. How do they get there? Well, I I can almost guarantee you at some point they couldn't lift, you know, I guarantee you at some point they couldn't lift 20 pounds as a baby. They couldn't lift 20 pounds. They first had to learn how to use their dang body, uh, first to then be able to leverage that body to uh, lift weights and move things around. So, um, ultimately I would, I would say as well, how can you fall in love with mastering the basics? And uh, a good uh, a guy that I like uh, to, to learn from, Kevin Trudeau of uh, Global Information Network. People have different perspectives on him, um, but I think he has some good curriculum and stuff. And he says, When can you stop learning the basics? When? When do you, when do you think that is? And the answer that he gave is when you love learning the basics so much. Right. When you love reading books, when you love going to seminars, when you love listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts so much that like you could do it forever, that's when you can stop mastering the basics. Is because you've you've gotten to this point where you love growth so much and you love developing yourself so much that it's a part of your life. It's a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle. It's not uh, I'm gonna put in this time and energy to, to grow myself because I want to get to some result. Like, no, when you, when you find out about the person that you become because of the goals that you have, that is when life truly changed. So Jim Rohn talks about, it's not about the goal that you set. It's about who you become in the process. And Jim Rohn is amazing, amazing human being who built uh, massive teams and organizations in the eighties and nineties coached Tony Robbins. So he's a good dude. I love, love listening to his stuff as well, but uh, ultimately Kevin, I believe it's, getting clear on what are we afraid of writing that down and then um the other thing i like to i like to bring visibility to the things that that scare us the most um i went to santa monica pier about three years ago before i met petty and my fiance i went santa monica pier i videoed uh, facebook live myself walking up to random women and beautiful women and asking them for a kiss on the lips Facebook Live in it, right? I was like, I am going to massively shatter whatever BS has been stopping me uh, around fear of rejection, around fear of what other people think, around anything that could be stopping my massive and and complete full self-expression, right? And so I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I ended up asking eight women on the eighth one, I got a kiss, okay? And then a month later, a month later, when I, when I did this bold, courageous freaking action for me, it was, it was like, I was like so squirming, so like uncomfortable. I hated doing it, but I also loved doing it. It was exhilarating. It was an adrenaline freaking rush. A month later, I met Petya, my fiance, love of my life. Right. And uh, I truly believe that when we have, when we have that courage, when we put the spotlight on the darkness, on the thing that we're most afraid of, the shame, right? That the thing that we hope nobody ever finds out, the story, the, you know, getting arrested, the the DUI, the whatever, you know, whatever abuse or whatever it might be. When we put the light on that and say, I was once there, but I'm no longer there. I've learned from it. I've gained the wisdom. I've grown from that point. And then we share that with people that frees other people up, gives other people permission to not be prisoners to shame and guilt and all that stuff. And, um, I think, I think that's essential, man. So ultimately shine the light on a thing that you are most afraid of. So share what you're afraid of happening with Kevin, with Brad, with myself, with whoever's around you, who you respect, uh, and, uh, free yourself, free yourself from a self-imposed prison that keeps you stuck from achieving your greatness. I love it. I really like that. Speaking
0: of Petia, your uh, fiance, you guys have a big milestone coming up in your lives.
1: Oh, yeah, getting married June, June 6th. Uh So that is less than less than two months away. It's coming quick. And then we just bought our tickets to Czech Republic because she's from Czech Republic um, about that. And what was it yesterday? Yesterday, I think we bought our tickets. So we're going to be there for a month. Uh, that's kind of like our honeymoon visiting her grandma. And then we're going to Bali later this year as well, which I'm super stoked to go back there. In Bali, Indonesia is a magical, magical freaking place. So if y'all ever get the chance to go do it it's epic it's epic it's awesome congrats yeah thank you bro thank you
2: so i got a really big question we always ask um and that question is in your own definition what is success to you
1: Oof, so good so good so in my own definition what is success to me I believe that all there is is right now. Right now. There's no future. There's no past. Time is an illusion. And some of you may resonate with that if you study quantum physics at all. It's, it's cool stuff. Um, but I believe success is like really choosing to be right where I'm at, at any given point in time, um, knowing that it, it's not the end, right? Like I'm, I, I'm not... Wherever I'm at right now, having this conversation right now with you uh, is not the end of my beingness, right? I believe that we're in this life, going through a lifetime uh, of experience, and then we will graduate into whatever's next. Call it heaven, call it, you know, soul being freed, whatever. Um, So for me, success is, am I truly being... Present? Am I truly being joyful? Am I truly being alive? Am I truly just being here and and being in the fullness of this moment? Again, taking taking all the details in, right? Like this this uh, this computer that I'm talking to you on, right? Really appreciating that. I think that it's the true presence. It's the true embodiment of everything that's going on right now. And that might sound sound a little hippy dippy, which I totally get because I'm kind of hippy dippy, pretty woo woo, uh, but. <laughs> I also also believe
2: <laughs> I also believe
1: I, I'm super scientific too I got an electrical engineering background so I, I bring I bring both um, but uh, I think you know Earl Nightingale talks about the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream a, of a worthy ideal. Uh, I think that that is also a, a big part of my success um, criteria is am I moving towards a future that is more free, more empowering, more alive, more, more joyful, right? Like I'm showing up here with you two because you're great hosts. You have a, a beautiful, epic audience of people who are ready and eager to learn. And uh, you're great, great at um, asking powerful questions and having me be able to share. And I know you care, right? I feel the sincerity. I feel that you guys really want to um, make that difference and are committed to making that difference in people's lives. And that's why I show up, Right. Um, so ultimately being here, however, this happens, right. Whether we reach a million people or 10 or a hundred or a thousand, I don't care. I don't care what the number is. I care that. Am I enjoying myself? And are we, are we enjoying ourselves? Are we growing towards a better version of ourselves? And I truly believe that we are. So I I feel that that's success for me. I like it.
2: I really like that one. I'm going to have to mark that one as my best one. Not going to lie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good. What, what about you guys? I want to hear your guys' definition. Uh, Brad, what's yours? We'll start with you.
2: Um, Happiness for me. Mm. Happiness in my situation. Happiness in where I'm at. You know, just to always have happiness, you mm. know? yeah. If it's where I'm at now, where I don't got a job and I'm still looking, or if I've got a job and I'm making... Buko bucks and i'm still happy you know
0: i love it so for me it's a little bit different um i grew up with a single mother never met my father now i've got uh, four kids of my own and uh for me it's it's not having a good job and having basically like a, a lavish lifestyle or anything to that nature right it's creating memories that my kids are going to take with them when I'm gone. That's pretty much it. Uh, I have a lot of people that are like, oh, you take too much time off work and you've got to hustle and grind and do this and get off your ass. I'm like, no, screw you. Like, I'm going to go hang out with my kids. I'm going to take them fishing. <laughs> um, um, I would
1: rather live than exist. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Aliveness versus just. Be in a shell, <laughs> being a shell, Be in a thing. zombie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see
0: far too many people. They're like, Oh, I gotta wake up and go to work. i got gonna take my kids to the daycare or whatever, and then they go to their mm. second job so they can pay their bills. I'm like, Kill your bills, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's not that hard. You don't have to have a BMW, like, knock it off, oh.
1: go buy a Hyundai, you're mm. fine. <laughs> mm. You, you that's, you know, that's you, the trap that's that's the prison of of like our consumerist driven greed you know greed greed and, and having more 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 um that's why i love the the min- minimalism and uh, that that philosophy how it's catching on these days is like you don't need a whole lot to be to be happy to be fulfilled you know it's i think that's that's key is to recognize appreciation for what you got is is essential um but i love it i love kevin how you you're really focused on the, the people who are closest and mean the most to you and being around them. Um, cause it's, it's really not the things that we will remember at the end of this life. It's, it's the people, it will be the memories. It will be how we made people feel and how they made us feel. I think those are the really important things that, um, that really stick with us. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, I don't want my kids like when I'm gone, oh, he was a drunk asshole
0: and he yelled at me all the time when I was growing up. Mm. You know, like I was playing Legos actually with them right before we hopped on this call. Like they're going nice. to <laughs> remember Legos versus me going to work all the time.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm. man, that's good. You know, I also believe you being there for them will also impact their presence in their kids' lives for the next generation, right? You're sowing the seeds of like a good family life, which I think a lot of people underestimate how important that is to the shaping and development of our world, of our culture, um, a child who feels like their parents aren't there or don't love them or have these kind of like massive traumas or, or whatever. So even, even if it's like a story, right. Even if it's totally like unreal, but to the kid, it was real to the kid. It felt like, you know, a parent wasn't there or whatever it might be um, that can radically shape someone's life. And uh, you know, we were talking about, video games and how there's there's these people kids who who are so distorted in their view of reality Pe- people in general but let's talk about kids who are so distorted in their view of reality that they think life is a a video game where the consequences are you know oh well, i'll just die and and you know reset the game and it's like no nah, it doesn't quite work like that when you, you go commit homicide you know it doesn't <laughs> it's like not uh not it doesn't just the game doesn't just start over like that's that's a that's a real tangible consequence that i, I think um for someone whose brain or view of the world who hasn't gotten those good values um instilled in them they they just can't grasp that right so what you're doing is you're you're really helping develop um a, a full fully functional brain and a being and a human being who loves who respects who who is kind who who does uh a, good things for, for the people around them. So ultimately that family unit then influences the community unit, right? Whether that's a city or the town or whatever it might be. And guess what? That city or town or community unit then goes on to affect the state unit, And the state is comprised of all the little towns. But ultimately, those towns are made up of the families, right? And the families are made up of individuals. So first, you being the father, being the leader as an individual, setting the tone, setting the pace is essential. But that rides up to the state level, rides up to the country level, rides up to the world level, which ultimately is is what we are impacting. So uh, I'm committed that everyone who's listening right now recognize that every action that you take, however small it is, ultimately, in fact, in, in fact impacts the, the globe, right, impacts all of humanity. And uh, I think if we were more connected with that, we wouldn't litter the highways, litter, you know, litter the world and and, and uh, burn down the rainforest or whatever, whatever right, whatever is going on. Um, but I think there'd be a lot more kindness and compassion and connection to this world that we live in and the people around us.
0: And when you when you started that statement, which I completely agree with, by the way, and it uh, brought me to another um, observation, but when you started talking about uh, planting seeds for, uh, for positive uh, implementation into kids' lives, I heard a story, <clears throat> or I read a story. It was a better part of a decade ago. And I don't remember the whole thing, but the, the long and short of it was there was a set of twins and as they grew, one became an alcoholic. The other one never touched alcohol. And they asked both of them the exact same question. Why Why do you... Uh, well, it wasn't the same question, but it was why, why have you never touched alcohol? and Why have you uh, become excessive with it? And both of them had the same response. I watched my dad. Damn. I was like, hmm, there's a lot of power in that uh, four word answer <laughs> I watched my dad and uh you know some people are gonna always follow in the footsteps other ones are not uh, not going to they're gonna I don't necessarily want to say rebel because if you put a, a bad taste as far as parenting and then they come out good obviously uh, they rebelled for the better <laughs> but um I, I don't think a lot of people to another point that you had was I don't think a lot of people realize the impact that they're having. So like, Mm. if you are not present for your kid or or make them think that you don't love them or whatever, and they decide to go off and do, they'll they'll commit an armed robbery, for example. Um, That doesn't just affect your kid Mm. that committed the action. It affects everybody around it. You're talking about traumatic events could get and say it's a gas station give the teller like a ptsd she's got to go to therapy she's now got trust issues for the rest of her life um multiple like it's a whole downhill thing which affects everybody in that individual's life as well it could be their their kids their parents significant other whatever so it, it definitely does have a huge triple effect it's like that uh the analogy of the um the water drop in the water. It's just a simple drop, but then it makes the ripple and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: Mm. Yep. Yep. So good. I, I believe that like you said, when we recognize our 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 actions have consequences, right? Everything, everything that we do has consequences, positive and otherwise, positive and negative, right? Wanted and unwanted. And whether we are reading a book for 10 minutes And the positive consequence is we're getting smarter. We're growing ourselves, whatever it might be. Or uh, the negative consequence of reading a book for 10 minutes is we don't get to go watch our favorite TV show for 10 minutes. We don't get to spend time with our kids for 10 minutes. We don't get to go on a walk for 10 minutes. Maybe someone's a book junkie and their health isn't great, right? And they're like, the positive consequence is, oh, I'm reading. I'm getting smarter, getting smarter. It's like, well... Something that was once good and and proclaimed by many uh, personal development experts and gurus and all that stuff is to go read for ten minutes a day or ten pages a day or whatever uh, in the wrong context can be just continuing the spiral downwards, continuing the toxic behavior, continuing someone not feeling powerful and on purpose and prosperous. And so I think that's really essential to recognize is, you know, when I go eat ice cream, for example, right, it could be, well, that's a, a, a the negative consequence. Everyone's like, oh, you're eating ice cream or go eat fried chicken or whatever, you know, like, oh, my God, that's so negative. Well, what if I just had the, the worst freaking day ever? And this is something that like, really just gets me out of wanting to go break some something or you know like go commit some kind of atrocity right like i just need some damn ice cream you know like give me my ice cream and so like in that context the consequences uh, the negative consequences well maybe the health suffers a little bit but the positive consequence is i eased a lot of pain now that, that behavior, over time, is probably not the most be, uh, productive behavior. It's probably better coping skills and mechanisms and behaviors that we can activate, but in that situation, contextually, uh, it was a great choice. For the person who maybe hadn't practiced other types of uh, coping coping skills, so I think that's it's really important to recognize that you know we all have positive and negative consequences when we choose to invest time in our family. It's taken away from the business. When we choose to invest time in the business, it's taken away time for the family. There's consequences. No matter what, you can't you can't get away from uh, having the, a positive result in one way and a negative result in another. The question is, what are you willing to trade? Um, trade up for, right? Like you're, you're constantly, I want to trade up. I want to, I want to get better. I want to get, I want to do more. I want to receive more value. I want to get closer to the dream value of myself. Don't trade down. Don't say, well, you know, like I want to feel good. So I'm going to go booze for, you know, booze, a 12 pack or booze, a 24 pack or whatever, and just, you know, have a great grand old time. Well, are you, are you moving towards where you want to go? Or are you moving away from where you want to go? I like that about not trading down. It made me think of the paperclip
0: story. Hmm. You know that one? uh uh-uh, uh what's the paperclip story? You know that one, Brad? Yeah. Go ahead.
2: So the paperclip story is the guy started with a red paperclip <clears throat> and he was trading it for something better. Okay. So he traded it for a printer and a guitar and a car, eventually a house and a bunch of every everything he traded for was either a small step or an exponential step up higher. And I mean, he did it for like a year and a half and just kept trading and trading and trading until he got to where he wanted. Wow. And he's like, okay, bam, this is what I want.
1: So it's like, there's always someone who wants what you have and there's always a way to leverage what you've got to get to where you want to go.
2: Right. Like there's a guy that I know he started with uh, a cup of sand from the beach (laughs) and he started trading it. Like he traded a cup of sand for a printer.
1: Oh my And then gosh. a printer for a
2: guitar, <laughs> a guitar for a, a skateboard, a skateboard for this. He got a truck. He got something else. I mean, you know, there's always going to be a need for something.
0: Mm. Mm. I think that's totally applicable to what you said, though, about, about kind of trading your time and finding balance and things like that. Uh, yep. Definitely don't trade down because mm. you, you keep trading up. You're definitely gonna you don't know what you might end up with but uh it could be really good in the end that's right that's right well cool we're gonna wind this down we're uh getting close to the hour mark okay but uh i i want to thank you so much i love your energy and your passion i can feel it uh, transpiring through your voice um i can tell that you love what you do and that to me is extremely admirable um, we have a bunch of links to all of your masterminds, uh, your LinkedIn, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yep. All of that's going to be in the show notes and, uh, anyone who wants to reach out to Chris, I highly recommend
1: doing so. He's obviously an amazing person. Thank you. Bro. Thank you. And, and uh, also the thing that I'm most quote-unquote evangelical about these days is community. So wh- whoever's listening right now, find the communities that of people who get you. I know uh, Dr. Doctor Rob Garcia. Rob Garcia is such an amazing human being. He has success engineers and uh, I think that really connected us even more, Kevin. So uh, shout out to Dr. Robert Garcia and uh, also we have our Men Mastermind as well, the Facebook group. So if you're looking for a group of men only um, who are progressive, forward-thinking, business oriented, um build- free to join us there. We have weekly calls on Mondays at 6 p.m. As of right now, might change up a bit when I'm traveling in, in uh, Europe and Bali, but for right now, it's uh, every week at, at 6 Pacific um, on Mondays. So yeah, anything I could do to be a support for, for anyone who's tuning in and also for you, Kevin and Brad, like let me know, man. I love what you guys are doing. I appreciate your your generosity, your commitment to helping uh, business owners, startup owners, people who are, who are looking for their for their North star, right? Looking for what, what's next, how to level up, how to, how to be the best version of themselves. Um, I'm excited for a world where everyone knows that that information is available at the tip of their fingers and they are actively seeking it, right? And, and progressively getting better and better. And I'm super stoked to be creating that world with you guys.